Middle Cut! You know what, John? You know, it just hit me as we started the show. Bowel movement? Nope. Got that taken care of. <laughs> What's that? You and me, Mark Davis, Raiders, um, September 26th. Hosting the Miami Dolphins. Bruce Buffer, you use him for the opener. It's time. Game two, we should be there. Doing, you know, we get on the mic. It's like, now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the honorary game introducers. Hey, we middle cop. And it's like, middle cop. And it's like reverberating through Allegiant Stadium. It's like, hey, hey. And the crowd, some people are cheering. Some people are booing, but it's just noisy. It's like, now. Your your Las Vegas Raiders starters. People are like you know this Milkoff guy, maybe he's not so bad. Like starting at center, number sixty-eight. That quarterback, number four from the world famous Fresno State, Derek. Cool, cool, cool. Steve Aoki's like zoop, 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 zoop. Would you, uh, if he asked, would you do that for free or would you give him a rate? If Mark Davis asked? Yeah. Free. I would too. I'd even he, pay for my flight and hotel. I would too. Do you think if he looked over without knowing, because I would doubt, I mean, I'm sure he's he's privy to who's going to be involved. Like he knew Ioki and uh, the Buffer's cousin or whatever. Uh, and you just live in Las Vegas long enough. I, I'm sure those guys are just around. Yeah. Uh, do you think he would spit out his peanuts and popcorn if he saw us on the mic over there by the fucking, you know, the fake flame screaming with Ioki? What if we, what if we get on little, the mic uh, and we're like, before we say anything else, we got to give Mark Davis his flowers, flowers, flowers. <laughs> you got it done, Mark. You built the stadium. That shit was sick on Monday Night Football. We're in. Do you think Bedane got a game ball after last night or uh, no, no dice on that one? Uh, no, I don't think that's going to be in the mail. I don't know. I, I don't know if that one's in the mail. It was, um, oh, we'll get in the game a little later, but that was uh, a big night for Mark. Charles is there just drinking a cocktail. How about when they show Charles, he's like, <laughs> does his wine, he like toasts his wine, like as if to say like, look, just FYI. Was that wine or was that just like straight whiskey? Uh, I got to think it was his own blend, right? I thought, and then just the way the pour was in a whiskey glass, I just assume he was. Oh, drinking. I thought it was like in one of those little mini kind of curved wine. I didn't. I didn't look that hard. That could, that could be very much the case. As someone who made a hard pour uh, with my last wine access order, yeah, they say it makes sense because I Instagrammed a picture of just basically to the top. And they say those little glasses that are circular like that are actually not, you're not supposed to have a big pour so you can smell the aromas and stuff. That makes sense. I okay. bet it was, I bet it was 100% in Mark Davis's suite. Charles probably brought a case, right? And everyone was drinking this fucking 24 wine. He does look still to this day. He looks pretty cool. Yep. He, he can pull uh, off just a t-shirt and a hat and just be like, yeah, he's like, might be the coolest guy in the stadium of 80,000 people. He looked cool. You look cool. A lot of people look cool. The whole thing looks cool. Ioki is just one. I guy, I got like five text messages immediately right at kickoff. I was like, damn, they got Ioki. <laughs> All Vegas guys that asked that question for sure. So much to get to. I mean, so much to get to tonight. Let's start with this. As we record this on a Tuesday night, hey, go to iTunes, 
Leave us a review for the podcast. In that review, leave us a question. Tell us your favorite bar. Mailbag will be back. That's how you get in the mailbag. If you're watching this YouTube, our podcast is down in the description below, as is our Facebook page. If you're listening to this podcast, there is the description in the podcast um, notes, show notes, with the YouTube link. So you can go check out the YouTube. Go check out the podcast. Do both. Hey, keep sending us pictures of you making your Tito's beverages, which in fact is the guy's name. His name is Tito's Beverage or Tito Beverage. And these are Tito's beverages that we are drinking, that you are sending us photos on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Keep sending the DMs. Keep tagging us in your pics. We appreciate it. Sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. That's what we are. You have a bottle right there? Ba ba ba. Tito's Tuesday. I do. I, you know, Tito's Tuesday, uh, then into Tito's Wednesday, into Tito's Thursday, right into the Tito's football weekend. Week two. I mean, this is week three of college football. You can combine them and just make it a Tito's week. That's what we always do. Uh, it's the number one vodka in America. No big deal. Also sponsor of this podcast, sponsor of our YouTube page, just sponsor, just partners, just hand in hand. We walk everything we do. We're They're part of us <laughs> and uh, we're glad to have them around because it's incredible to make a good, I, we get more pictures of people buying Tito's, uh, you know, just basically leaders of Tito's, uh, handles of Tito's and just going to have a lot of fun with Tito's. I got a text. I'm on a text thread with a couple guys and a couple different NFL teams. And uh, we were just, they were kind of going back and forth and I was kind of jotting notes. They were breaking down different guys. And then one of them dropped uh, Yeah. I got some buddies coming over on Saturday to watch some games. We'll, we'll throw down some Tito's like as a, you know, he knows what he was saying and he knows the drill, this bad boy. It's, it's the best. I I do. I I do get that a lot from people on a random text about nothing else in particular. They're going to say, they say something about Tito's because everyone, I think most people know about Tito's and people recognize that Tito's is a big deal. And they became a big deal by being first and foremost, the best. I hate a high quality product. It's not a lot of fluff. It's not a lot of extra jazz. There's not a lot of flavor. There is Tito's and it mixes well with everything. Tito's handmade vodka, America's original craft vodka. It's the best you can get. Go get it. Uh, Since 95, Tito beverage built the distillery. No one else had done vodka. In the state of Texas. No, whiskey, whiskey area. State of Texas. They're doing it free at fundraisers. Charity's a big part of the Tito's ethos, too. Six times distilled in copper pots, not columns. Is it more labor intensive? you damn right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it better, though, John? Of course it is, guy. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Do it now, people. Get on it. Podcast also brought to you by uh, my bookie. .ag promo code ham and the number one, my bookie .ag promo code ham and the number one. And uh, uh, right now you go to my bookie promo code ham number one, they will match that first deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. You can also decline the bonus if you choose, because if you accept it, you got to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. But either way, ham one, let them know that, uh, that we sent you. And obviously, you know, we're doing, it's football season. And my bookie.ag promo code ham one. So there's so many great options. Well, we're not that far away from the Major League Baseball playoffs. It'll be very interesting to see what the Giants' all, uh, odds are to win the World Series or at least win the NL because they clinched a playoff spot yesterday. Uh, we got Ryder Cup right around the corner. We got college football this weekend. Obviously, we got NFL. MyBookie.ag promo code ham one. I just checked our account guy. We yep. started with 400 going into last week. We got kind of screwed by Jared Goff, the Lions, and George Kittle's face mask. Instead of having, we, we, we lost the game fair and square, the under, but we would have had $580. Our 300 would have turned into 280. 
because it was like minus, you know, whatever, 110 and we put $300 on it. And we were just been kind of in the, in the, in the driver's seat. We would have had a little money to mess with. We're still just kind of right there on the edge. And with the dud of the week, we haven't discussed this. Do we each want to put some money back in and then rebet? I, you know, it's only 50 bucks a pop. I, I'd be interested to do another one. And yeah, we got am. $300 to play with on a, on a lock of the week though. You mentioned this. I know you looked at the schedule held before me, and and then I looked at it. And I was like, God, you were right. There, there's not that many like uh, Tampa playing the Jags. You know, um, Texas playing the Jazz. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm game. just saying. Yeah, Tampa, I'm just yeah. saying. Like the you know the the Steelers playing the Texans. Like what we're what right in our wheelhouse that doesn't really exist this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's look. Let's start the discussion. The official picks will come on Thursday, uh, but we can take a look right now, John, at uh, mybookie.ag promo code ham and the number one. Here we go. Uh, for those of you on YouTube, you can see this. For those of you uh, listening, we'll, we'll talk through it. I mean, lock of the week candidates and dud of the week candidates. That's what we're looking for here. Giants, Washington football team, that could be a dud of the week candidate. Yeah. Right, it's on Thursday night though, so we'd have to get that in right now. Yeah, that's true. Plus three is the Giants on that. We don't love on a Thursday. Uh, Saints Panthers. What's the Tech- what's the what's the over under on uh, on Giants Washington? Forty. Jesus, forty and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty low. Yeah, uh, Saints Pan. We just we our bet last week. If you missed it, was the under on Texans Jags. We both agreed we like the Texans and uh, plus three uh, minus three plus three plus three. Yeah, plus three. It was, it, that was value. I know. And we we decided to go the under, and and that was not good. Texans Browns is a twelve and a half point line. Bengals Bears, uh, Bills Dolphins is a kinda, three point kinda, line. Kind of like the Bengals are. Bengals plus three. <laughs> yeah. On the road. Oh, it's in yeah. Yeah, it's in Chicago. But I mean, if it's like zero zero in the second quarter, they'll start booing Andy. Randy Ram, Dalton. Colts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Broncos Jags is a uh, Broncos minus six. This is not a lock of the week, but it's one game I like as just a, as a gambler it would scroll up a little bit. Uh, I saw a little Miami Buffalo yeah. Buffalo coming off a pretty rough loss. Yep. Miami coming off a big win. Yep. Minus three in Miami divisional opponent. I, I kind of like Buffalo there. Buffalo but minus three. Josh Allen didn't play well. Look at Josh the Allen though. was uh, Josh Allen was one of eight on passes, 20 yards downfield. But Josh Allen, the Steelers do kind of have his number. Uh, but he was not good. I mean, for, for the Josh Allen's about the regress crowd. I mean, maybe there was something to that game. Um, Rams minus four at the Colts. Niners are three and a half at Philly. So you don't like Denver Jacksonville as a dud? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't mind that. But what I mean, would what, you do? Denver minus six at Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, we're just we would just short the Jags. You you we're, seem to hate the Broncos, which I respect. I mean, they just kicked the crap out of the Giants. They might be decent, but they lost Jerry Judy. So is this a lock of the week or a dud? No, of the no, week? this would be a this would be a dud. I wouldn't watch okay. much of this game at all. How about a? Well, that's the point. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, that's a good. I, I think by far, unless we're going to go with the Thursday night game, the dud of the week is Broncos Jags. From what I've seen so far, or Vi- Vikings Cardinals. Uh, no, because the Cardinals are not a dud. They're a fun watch. You guys, uh, Eagles. Sorry, Patriots Jets five and a half. Could that be that, a lock? That, that's to me. I, I wrote that down as the lock of the week. Patriots okay. minus minus five and a half. And yeah. you just, I I heard someone say or Reds probably not Red. Maybe saw a tweet that Sam Darnold was one of four. They were one of four in the red zone. Like they could have scored a lot of points against the the Jets, Carolina, but they just were terrible in the red zone. I, I just do think New England coming off a loss. Their defense is really good. 
I could see Zach Wilson throwing three or four picks. I I, I think to for me, having looked at the schedule before we hopped on and now looking at it again, I I, I think that New England's the only one I feel comfortable where I go. I, I feel like. 90% confident going into the game. Yeah, I like that. Let's make that our lock right now, subject to change. Uh, Jordan on YouTube says Broncos, Jags, dud of the week. But uh, Tobin says any game with an over-under of 40 has to be the dud, <laughs> which is Giants football team. It's a good one. Well, what would you – I mean, would you just take the Giants plus three? Is that probably the bet, you know? Uh, I think that's the, I think that would be that bet, yeah. So you want to put $100 Giants plus three and we'll just – do you, you know, we talked about waiting till Sunday, but let's just say this. If Mac Jones didn't play and Hoyer had to play the, I don't know if the line would change that much, but if Zach Wilson, let's say just test positive and he was to be out, that line could all of a sudden go from five and a half to like 12. Right. Right. I'm you're saying trying to, you, I'm trying to say like, do you want me to make that right bet? now or to yeah, wait? Right. Yeah. You're asking, is there a safe bet? Um, I, I'm saying, is there is the, the timing on the, on the bet? Like, are you cool with me doing yeah, it? Are you protected? We just wait. Um, you know, it probably, that's where it would help to look at some betting trends, but you I'm know. just saying, but I'm talking more about someone test positive and they're out. Look at it that way. Yeah. Well, if something it could change like, a half long, a half point here or there, just naturally. Who's the giants backup quarterback. Cause they could go from plus three to something even worse. Right. They are playing though in like 48 hours. That's the thing that makes me not want to pick that game is that it's on Thursday. True. Well, I mean, I, I text you Miami university of Miami, Michigan state. I mean, those two teams just stink, but even betting on the game. I don't know that I want to watch that game, but again, but we're talking duds. We're not, you're not going to watch Denver Jacksonville. No, but I was locked in on the dud this Sunday because of, because of it. How'd you find, did you have the game on television? No, no, no. I was just, was every time they do an update, I was texting like, Oh my God, another, it's the second quarter. We're getting another game, another Chris Hansen on uh, the Jags Texans game. So what are you saying? You'd rather do? No, I'll do. I'll do, Den- I'll do Denver. I'll do. I'll bet against Urban Meyer every week of the year. Yeah, I, I no just they seem like a disaster right now. Yeah, right? I think Denver's kind of feeling themselves. If you're Fangio, you're thinking beating the shit out of these guys, right? Like killing them. Yeah, minus okay. one ten. You can convince, you convince me to try to make our money back, put a hundred each, but you know. <laughs> We were going to be more disciplined. All right, so that's where we stand. We'll uh, we'll circle back on Thursday on that uh, for the for some final decisions. Right, mybookie.ag promo code M one. All right. Um. Okay, so we got that. Oh, oh, this one you texted me. I I you're the one that informed me today that Norm McDonald died. Long battle with cancer. Did you know he had cancer? Maybe I no one not. did. Huh? No, it seemed like nobody knew. That bummed me out. I have watched Norm is one of my favorite comedians of all time and truly not another person that walks the earth. I don't think that it's like was like Norm Macdonald. I mean, just how uncomfortable everything he did was <laughs> just the way he talked. Like, is he done talking? Is this a joke? I don't <laughs> what is going on here? Like Conan O'Brien, like the letter. He made these people who thrive on being in control in a conversation feel totally out of control of whatever conversation they're having with Norm. You see the video that went viral about 10 days after Steve Irwin died. He's on with Jon Stewart about the crocodile hunter. And he starts making fun of the crocodile hunter. Like, are we really mourning a guy that chased crocodiles? Like, I mean, I these, crocodile, these crocodiles have been fucking lining up to kill the crocodile hunter for years. And Jon Stewart can't help but laugh 10 days after he died and making fun of like the crocodiles 
being so mad that ultimately a fish got him, like a crocodile didn't even get to take him down. I mean, John Stewart's like in tears. I mean, again, guy, 10 days after the fact. That's he. That's where I was watching this thing the other day about, I w- he wasn't really in it. There was this thing on Vice about comedy after 9-11. Just like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, funny. it was incredible. Yeah. No, but it's it, the, the topic is exactly your reaction. Like, it's so uncomfortable. And it, it just talked about how, like, at first, like, comedy came back, but no one was doing nine. And then you could do some, like, anti-terrorism jokes. And then you could do, like, just how people – it was just – they were just talking to comedians about how they handled it. I haven't watched it yet because I tweeted today, like, everything Norm did gave me joy. And someone's like, have you watched this 9-11 stand-up? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't. So I got to I gotta get to that. But Yeah, I, I just think – and com- comedians have been able to get away with this for a long time, right? They could say things that normal people couldn't say when they're on stage or making jokes, and they should be able to. Like, we deserve to laugh. And watching some of the norm stuff, sometimes just on just a big picture comedians, it is healthy for you to laugh. Like, sometimes I don't watch enough go back. I know some people just watch a lot of funny movies. I I, I go on stretches where I don't watch them for a long time, and you y- it helps you just kind of relax a little bit and just laugh. And it's very healthy to do that. But I think what Norm brought to the table, he was on such a different level than other comedians talking about things that were so uncomfortable. But those are things that you talk about with your friends or we talk about behind the walls of our homes. And one thing I think has happened in society, right, is like outside of the walls of our homes, everything's become this big like theater and everyone's kind of walking on eggshells of what you can say, what you can't say. Who And like I think a lot of people feel it's unfair who gets to be the arbitrator of what is allowed to be said. And we go on a long tangent about like where we're headed or is it just you go through these ebbs and flows of society. It's natural. I don't know. He never gave a fuck about any of that. And it was incredible. I actually think just watching a lot of his stuff today – he really resonated with so many normal people because he just said things that like the the thing that really put him on the map back in the day, right. Was the OJ stuff after OJ happened. Everyone was talking about OJ like that though. Right. In the home of their houses about, and it became a racial thing, but like black people, white people, we're having the same conversation. Like he gutted those two people. Like there's not one person that didn't have a conversation about those uh, Ron Goldman and Nicole getting you know just destroyed by oj over right over the fence right and and he just openly talked about it immediately unlike anyone and he wouldn't let it go and it was just like he would just cross these lines but they weren't lines because ultimately they're lines publicly but they are lines that as you and i would have a conversation if we were just sitting at home together or texting together that we just wouldn't necessarily have here and i mean most people are like so it's just i i, I already miss them uh, I, I, you know, Chappelle is a big proponent of like, Hey, comedians should be able to go to places that make people really uncomfortable. And, uh, oh, I'm a big proponent of Chappelle. Um, I think one of the reasons, I think it's one of the reasons, one of the things that has gotten a lot of people in trouble on Twitter is thinking, well, if a comedian says this, then it's leg- It's funny. But if you're not a comedian and you say some of the stuff that you're like, Oh, if a comedian says this, it'd be hilarious. I'm just tweeting like a comedian would say the same thing, but it doesn't necessarily get consumed in the same way, right? If you're at a comedy show, you hear something really inappropriate. You're like, oh, this is part of the, you you are accepting some of these crazy premises. And I think that's gotten a lot of people in trouble on Twitter, which, you know, I think a lot of stuff on Twitter has, just gets mis, 
interpret it. Of course it does, because it's just words. It's the course, written exactly. word. Of course it yeah. does. And and uh, but I, I think at the heart of it, what do people always say? Like, I'm just trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to offend, I was just trying to be funny. I think a lot of that goes to like everyone's got everybody on earth has stuff they're like, oh man, if I was a comedian, this would be a great bit. Anyone that meets a comedian, it's like, oh man, I got it. You should do a bit about XYZ, you know, uh lawnmowers. I got some great stuff on lawnmowers. And so you you work some of that shit out on Twitter and it it, it doesn't get taken the same way because you're not at a comedy club. But. Yeah, he the the other thing that you know noticing in the last couple of years, he would live tweet PJ Tour golf tournaments. Like I didn't realize that. just just shots, and it just always brought me joy seeing like Norm Macdonald is watching this random PGA Tour event that I'm watching. It's not just majors; like he would just be watching, you know, the Bay Hill, you know, or whatever. He was just at his house, and now maybe it's because he was sick. You know, and he'd been dying for a while, like nine years of cancer, battling. He's not that old. You know, he's 61. It's not like he's 78, right? He did a great, I remember one. It's just, it's hard to even do his bits, but the one that I went back and watched today is like, you know, he cried on his his last appearance on Letterman. Letterman was a legend to him. He he's, I mean, rightly believed Letterman is the greatest host of all time, which I agree with, but late night. And, uh, but one of his bits was like, about how he's like, he doesn't trust Germany. He's like, cause Germany decided to start a war and they decided as their opponent to, to take on the entire world. He's like, now you would have thought that thing would be over in five seconds, but no, it was kind of close. <laughs> he's like, and then they did it again. They took on the whole world. Anyway, see that's, you can't, it's hard to replicate more yeah. bits, but it's just, and Norm, the other under, like Norm, not underrated, but Norm in all of the Sandler movies, Norm in any movie, really. Norm had a talk show on, um, I think it's on Netflix called Norm Has a Show, which I watched at the beginning of the pandemic. His co-host is the guy that runs. I didn't realize who he was until I watched the documentary on the comedy store in LA. It's the guy that runs the comedy store. It was like his sidekick on this show. And uh, it's just it's just Norm interviewing people. It's just weird, you know, but it's good. Anyway. It's just bizarre. He was a bizarre yeah. guy, but hilarious. But hilarious. The moth joke. You send me that. I feel like we don't. We just don't have. Do you know what he was? And this is what I was thinking. I've been thinking about him all day. A lot of people just try to copy people, and it's human nature. And I'm sure Norm deep down stole some stuff from other people. He just felt very, very unique. He was very, very rare. Yeah, you know. And a lot of people now feel like regurgitated, or they're just faking it. Not even faking it. I I don't even mean it as a bad thing because you aspire to be like someone. You try to. You know, like Patrick Mahomes is playing like, or Derek playing like Brett Favre. Like, I get it. I'm not, but it just feels like very fresh. Like, I just don't see this wherever. He like seemed to be really comfortable even bombing. Yeah, that's 100%. That's a great point. Like he was unafraid to fail because it felt like every joke he was going into might be the biggest disaster that's ever come out of someone's mouth. Not even a joke, but like a story, like whatever he was you know, about to, whatever subject he was going to. Yeah, you know what it was? Everyone else is going for laughs. And Norm is going for silence. Like Norm wants it to be so awkward in there that people are like, is he, what is going on? Like Norm almost liked the silence it felt like or the awkward, like, huh, more than the laughs. I don't know. That, that's how it felt. Like he, yeah, he enjoyed discomfort more than laughs, which everyone wants laughs, not discomfort. All right, should we dive into sports? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, oh, you and I have both watched the Eagles. This is the Middlecoff Revenge game. Niners Eagles this week, week two. This game is in Philadelphia. The Eagles are coming off a blowout win over the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sure we'll get to more of this game as the week goes along, but what do we think of this matchup right now? 
That's the that's the first that's the first way to approach this. You think Jeffrey Lurie thinks a lot about that hundred five thousand dollars he paid Middlecoff over a three year span and everything, all the my blood, sweat, and tears and equity that I gave to that franchise. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't, he. I don't know that no. he does. I don't think he does either because I wouldn't. Uh, it's crazy, but it's. I, I still follow this team pretty closely. You know, I, I mean, know several people there. Uh, I, I didn't. I would imagine that early in the off season, I probably talked like most people, thinking, you know, this roster is not going to be that great. I didn't love Jalen Hurts uh, as a player coming out. I thought he was a running back. I mean, I truly did. I thought he was a running back coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, I was wrong. He's actually pretty good. Now, I don't know how good he'll become, but like the guy, and we'll talk, the guy we just saw play the Falcons, and I know the guys with Philly that have just been around him now, this training camp, like they're impressed. Like they think he's pretty good. Like they think he's better right now than not even close to like what they've had with Carson the last couple of years. You could argue – I know you watched the Colts game too. Like what player was, if you just, Haberman, you didn't know either player. You're just like, these are two quarterbacks. You'd probably say the Eagles guy's a better player than the guy in the blue. Jalen Hurts right? looked better than Carson Wentz last week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Having watched both games. It, he's, he's, you know, Lamar gets herky jerky when he runs. Now he's way faster than Jalen, but he's like a runner who passes. Jalen has kind of become a passer who can run, right? Like he does the Deshaun Watson where he scrambles the left or right to keep it alive, but throws. Well, his thing, when you watch him, it's not, you're not watching Lamar Jackson as a runner, right? It's he's closer to uh, like Russell. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to break off. I mean, it's just, even he's, he's, Physically, he's solid. He's really comfortable. I did one of the things I thought watching Hurts was this guy did play in Alabama and Oklahoma in some massive games. And I think he just here he is in a new environment now, right? Year two, new coach. He just looks up to speed. He looks comfortable. Spread the ball around. Um, they look good. Now Atlanta, as you as you we've talked about this, Atlanta probably stinks. Yeah. But you know. I think Hurts looks better than Wentz. I think Devontae Smith looked better than Kyle Pitts in that game. Oh, yeah. Now, Jalen Hurts had a lot of time to throw. Like, they protected or Atlanta well, can't. Guy, that's part of the deal. I mean, their offensive line is potentially the best offensive line in the league. But you, they, do you agree, like, Atlanta has zero playmakers on defense just from watching them week one? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, their offensive – what I was told this during camp was, like, our lines are good. And then you watch them, you go – they got Lane Johnson, who's one of the best right tackles. Brandon Brooks is the best guard. He tore his Achilles last year, but he's back. Kelsey is like a borderline Hall of Famer. The hair guy, the left guard, I don't even know his name, but he just fucking tosses guys. And then they got the Australian guy that Howie just gave $70 million to. Like they're, Andre they're, Dillard, not even in the picture. Th- no, he's a backup. And then their skill guys, they have several. I mean, Devontae Smith won the Heisman. It was like a legit, you know, top 15 pick. Rager... You know, he's still a work in progress, but you, you know, he scored a touchdown in that game. You, he can run. Doesn't he's have to a, be the number one receiver. No. And then they have Ertz and Goddard, who Goddard, people forget, was a second round pick. And he's pretty, he's better than Ertz now. And then Ertz is just still a functional player. Miles Sanders, the running back, is the guy that took over for Saquon Barkley at Penn State. He's not like Saquon Barkley. Like it's a different style, but he's a speed, fast back. He's just good. Like there's skill guys around Jalen are kind of like what Jalen's used to, right? He just has a lot of talent around him. And then his offensive line, like to me, I'm watching their offense. I go, this thing's going to give the, like this is a pretty good offense if the quarterback's playing. They also got the ball a few times to, uh, is he 15 or 16 Quez Watkins? Who's like a six rounder out of four, two guy. He looks like Devontae Smith. 
market can, inefficiency. He can. Fly. Uh, this is what I would do. I get a bunch of guys that look the same. Hard to tell who's who when you're running around on the field. Like where's Devonte? I don't know. Now I looked him up. He's 23 pounds heavier than Devonte Smith, but he's pretty skinny too, and he's fast. He's fast. Well, you you can be 23 pounds heavier than Devonte and still be like 188. You the know, 193. 193 is what they listed him at. <laughs> Devontae, yeah. that, that touchdown against the Falcons, again, that was a good play call, but you can just tell he's those guys. John, he had a drive. He, he had four catches on one drive at one point. He's good. He just no, I think he's fantastic. Like <laughs> yeah. he looks no, kind of reminded me of the way, remember early on, it was like Amari Cooper. Like this guy knows how to play receiver. That's kind of what I thought watching Devontae is this guy is ready to play in the NFL. I think Devontae is the type player, you know, and we'll talk about Brandon Ayuk probably more in the next podcast once Kyle, I'm sure, is asked about him tomorrow, is what they want, to, you know, Brandon Ayuk to be a pro. The number one thing about Devontae beside just the talent was, like, how serious the motherfucker is. Like, he is just like, you know, Amari, we Until felt the that. post-game celebration. Did you see him dancing shirtless in yeah, the well, locker you room? Get to, you get to enjoy Leader. wins. Leader, John. Leader. Enjoy wins. But I just think this team that – you know, we looked at the schedule when the schedule first came out, like two and oh, you just watch that team. It's not just going to be an easy win. Right. And really their defensive line is also excellent. So their offense is good. Their D line's good. The back seven's not very good, but you know, you gotta have to block these guys like McGlinchey. We talked a lot with Joe Staley last week about McGlinchey. Like this is a McGlinchey game. Like you're going to have Brandon Graham and some good players over you in, in passing situations. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, Brandon Graham made a play that he would have been he would have been ejected in college, and he did. It wasn't even a it was a running play up the middle, and he, he just would've, he would have been ejected for that in college. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying he just fucking it was yeah, like when right. you watch those old it NFL was, films, it was, like, was clowny like it's like the NFL, boom, 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 a car crash every eight seconds, boom, 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 boom. Like that's what it was. I actually think it's good for Kyle because you can just throw on the film and be like, these guys are good. You know, it's not like, yeah. you know, they weren't supposed to be that good or they, they're going to be the last place team in the division. You know, the, I, I think when the when the dust settles, they're they're clearly not the, you know, could they win the division? I mean, I. Yeah. Is there a great defense in that division? No, I mean, Washington could solid on defense. Right? Yeah, Washington's good on defense. Um, Brian on YouTube says, "Were the Eagles be able to start stop the Niners? I don't see that. Uh, Nate says Kittle should have a big game. I do think they'll be able to run the ball. I, the Niners should be able to run the ball. On well, field. their linebackers suck and their DBs are not great. So it's I'm, I'm not trying. I'm just I think yeah. we're just kind of laying it out. Appropriate fear. Like they are better than the way we talked about them two months ago. And you've been saying it. You've been hearing it. And then I watched them and I agree with you. Yeah, they like are Sirianni doing. might know how to call offense. He might now again. It's Atlanta. It's one week of the NFL season. The biggest part to me is Hertz is with you. Hertz is better. Hertz is just Hertz is really solid. Like he yeah. might be good. But he's at minimum. He looks really solid. Well, you know, sometimes like with Lamar on Monday night, where and it's natural with running quarterbacks who really might take off. Michael Vick used to do this too. They're not like scared, frenetic, right? You know, pocket quarterback a guy's like, God, is he kind of freaking? They just kind of get like, should I, should I get my feet ready? <laughs> should I rev the engine so I take off? Like Lamar turns into that. Jalen is not for a running quarterback. I think he had 65 yards in that game. He kind of just floats around and then he'll take off. But he's not, he'll but they, scramble backwards. But he's yeah. not, I don't feel he's frenetic in the pocket. Feel and they'll do some, he plays calm. And they'll do some zone read stuff, right? They do create for him too. Oh, so yeah. just, they just, that team just stress. Bad. Yeah, he stresses the defense a little, but Matt Ryan might be Matt Schaub, Oakland Raider version right now. Kyle Pitts, I had the thought like, 
is it not even going to be his fault? But people are going to be like, oh, this the, is the most hype player ever when he has 38 catches all season. Yeah, I, I think it might not be his fault. No, they got Ridley, but I, I just, how are they going to stop people? Well, how are they scored six points? The first drive looked really, the first drive, the curse of the first drive, but you know, first drive kicked a field goal. You guys score touchdowns. But part of this, the, the Niners, I've been to a lot of games, obviously at the stadium, the stadium can turn on the home team <laughs> when they're not good. But when you give them hope or there's hype coming in like that, the place opening weekend, they won their first game. They're playing a, you know, a highly touted hyped team, Kyle, just the Niner brand. Like it's just going to, that place is going to be, it's going to be a challenging environment. You know, I, I, one key probably dive in the game more Thursday, but like, I think starting fast, you don't want to get to a position where you're down 10, nothing. And that place is going ape shit. You know, I, I think scoring yeah, I, early, like that first drive, you get down there, it can't be a Robbie Gold field goal. Like you got to get seven on the board. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's going to be a theme for the Niners all year long, given their run game and give get just. I, I their secondary. I think it's going to be hard to play from behind. Garoppolo. But not. I mean, depending on who you're playing, not everyone can just you know keep scoring on you. That's part of it. Right, like Seattle. If you if you got down like ten nothing in Seattle, it happened to a couple times with Harbaugh. You're like, oh my god! And then all of a sudden, you look up; it's like thirty eight to seven. It could snowball to you certain places when your DBs can't cover those wide receivers. I don't know if Philly's quite that explosive. I'm just saying, like, if it got out of hand early, like I do think you would be able to kind of make some shit happen. But I, I do think it's really important against these guys. You don't want to give like an underdog. And ultimately, I think it's been easy for Sirianni. Like, no one fucking thinks we're going to be any good. And fuck, we're good. You know, like all you guys, we got good players. We got a lot yeah. of highly touted guys. We got a lot of first round picks. We got a lot of guys making a lot of money here. You know, you start giving them life. That's where, to me, you just got to. The Niners did a good job with the Lions, right? They just hit well, them right in the mouth and they just kept hitting them. They did. But the problem in that game ends up being you're playing from ahead. Detroit just doesn't quit. You're running a ton of plays. Do you, do you know the 49ers ran 55 plays in that game? You know how many plays the Lions ran? 84. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't know that. So if you're just for the night, for the, and then the night players are getting hurt. So you can't, guys can't come out of the game. It's just, um, you'd like to be able to run the, I just, I, I'd hate for two weeks of the season to go by. They played two road games. Guys are hurt. And you've just, your defense is already a little bit gassed early in the year. I agree. You just got to find a and way. And now you're chasing Jalen Hurts around. Like I, you get out of this two and zero though. You're you're in pretty good shape, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the injuries, let's play on natural gas. Play on natural grass. This I, I I mean I I just scrolled through Roto World. I mean, I had this thought last night when the cart came out. It looks like the Raiders upgraded their cart. Uh, they got a normal cart, even though oh. I think one of the Ravens sat in the front seat of the one, but that was by choice. Uh, He's the guy I, that sits in the front of the Uber just because. Did you feel this equal. way? I felt like I saw the cart come out in a lot of games. I saw a lot of players. Get yeah, I mean, week one guy. Uh, I mean, all uh, around the league. I mean, I, it felt like 20 plus players got carted off. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Raiders lost several players, like you said. The, the Ravens lost one. I saw the cart three guys last night. The the cart didn't come out, but Frank Clark and, uh, and Honey Badger weren't even playing for the Chiefs the other day. Like, there are a lot of guys. And, and the other thing you get, you're getting a ton of cramping. A ton of cramping. Yeah. 
I think guys are not as just not in as good a game ready shape. Well, you just you can't tell me that in 1998, the cart came out week one, 25 times, whatever it did. Like they were just more equipped to start the season than they are in 2021. Yeah. I, 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 I will not. I think this, I think somebody said a while ago, there's a study that shows like guys like, get hurt less. Yeah. ACLs and, and Achilles. Like you can't convince me that those are popping because these guys go from like 70% to a hundred instead of being at like, you know, in the nineties to a hundred. Right. That's why I think one theory I have on Kyler, obviously Jalen, I think it's harder for these running quarterbacks even if you're an average defense or a good defense, you're just not, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like we, we haven't been doing this. And then all of a sudden it's like my, my ACL pops as I'm chasing the guy. Hey, you know, listen, I know the league's just made $110 billion or whatever the deal was, but I, it's just the, the injuries. I, I feel like it's not only not going away. I I, I think it's only going to get worse and worse as, as the years go on. It feels that way. And what the artificial surface feels like it's a part of it, which is scary. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Should we jump to a topic? Uh, we plan to do an ad here. Does this feel like a good time to do it? Why not? Uh, let's just go no. one more topic. Go one more. All right. Let's make the adjustment. So I'll tell you one thing I'm watching early in this season with the Cardinals, with the Seahawks, with the Rams, with the 49ers. And that's what is the hierarchy in the NFC West? We talked about this on Sunday. The NFC West went 4-0, and the NFC West looked really good at 4-0. Like, the teams that won, the other three teams, Arizona looked fantastic. Seattle looked fantastic. The Rams looked fantastic. After watching Seattle again, I feel that way again. So one of my early questions as we watch these first few weeks of the season is, are we sure the Niners are not the fourth-place team in the NFC West? I don't think we're sure that they're not the fourth-best team in the NFC West yet. They've got some injuries early. I have high expectations for them. I like, like you do, like a lot of people do. I don't think, you know, matched up cliff and Kyle are equals, but the Cardinals are the Cardinals have just given the 49ers problems. Kyler's a mother, uh, obviously Seattle and the Rams are better on offense. So I don't think we're sure yet that the Niners aren't the fourth place team in the NFC West. Are you sure yet that the Niners aren't the fourth place team in the NFC West? Uh, I, I just do not believe in the Cardinals. I would say like currently right now, yeah, just like right now. Just, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals are, could beat anybody. So yeah. Are they more dangerous? September 14th, 100%. I'm still betting on them finishing last. I, 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 I as am I. One, one takeaway though, watching the other two teams in the division. We, I mean, the Rams have been better, you know, three of the four years, right now. The Niners have beat them four times in a row but I think we got to throw that out the window now that they got the other fucking quarterback and Collinsworth mentioned this when I was the second half, he's like, you know, Al, I don't think we've ever done a lions game, right? Like, I I don't think people quite understand how little you've watched of Matt Stafford. We're not counting. What doesn't get counted is red zone stuff with the lions, right? When you watch a full game and the primetime games, you've watched, like the average fan who lives in Texas or California or Seattle has watched on average five. Actually, when you factor in the playoffs, what do you think? If you're an NFL fan, seven Brady games a year, seven Rodgers games a year. Now with Russell, you know, wherever you live, the team that's not in your market, but the top teams, like you watch that quarterback 
five to seven times once you factor in the playoffs. You get a pretty good feel for him as a fan scout, right? You're like, this guy's good. I, I think a lot of people have takes on Matt Stafford without really watching him at all as a, as like someone who just you just watch a player play a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, I also think we're always debating if Stafford underachieved or was just a stat patter or should he get should he get uh, uh, some leniency because he was on the Lions or should we say no? Why are you giving him a pass? He had Calvin Johnson. We're always trying to like figure out which here's the bottom line. There's a line and there's really good and not really good. And he's really good. Now, is he a Super Bowl winning quarterback? We'll see. But most guys, good teams or on bad teams, just don't can't do some of the things Matthew Stafford can do. And now he's paired with Sean McVay. And he's just he's just a dramatic. Who we know is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah, they're they're gonna be really good. And I think And you're right. And he's an upgrade. That's a good point. I think watching Seattle, who has, you know, given the Niners trouble for a decade, they feel better than they've been watching their defense. And when Jamal got paid, I watched his press conference like, you know, three or four weeks ago. And he said the difference this year than last year, he's like, I kept, I was injured when I got here. I was battling some stuff. I just never felt right. I, and I, you know, I got here late, right? Remember they made the trade right before the season. Yeah. And it was just, I just hit the ground running and then I got injuries. He's like, I know the defense now and I'm 100% healthy watching that defense. And part of it, it's got to really piss Brady off. It feels like they got four or five guys that switch to single digit numbers in the front seven. It makes them look better. He is flying around hitting people really hard. I wonder if they justified it by this. They go, this guy's got some flaws, not a great cover guy, but his violence, his versatility and everything else is going to be a multiplier on our defense. Because when you're going to watch the film on Monday, like you got to met, he's our best, you know, best yeah. defender. You got to match his violence and his, his effort. He flies. He, how often just what you just watch two series of them on defense. 33 is just fucking everywhere. You could argue if you're deciding whether or not to sign or draft a defensive player, instead of trying to figure out, can he cover? The question is just, does he keep the defensive coordinator up at night the week of the game? And the answer on Jamal is like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. He right? blitzes. He, I mean, he brushes the passer and the Niners have guys like that. Warner and Kittle are that. And that's what kind of sets the tone for their team, but they're going to need, one thing's clear with the injuries, and I was arguing with someone on DM. He's like, how could you – you guys said something. The Kinlaw is more important, Jason Verrett. Because I just fundamentally believe that the defensive line is infinitely more important than a corner. Obviously, Jason yeah. – like, I'm not saying that's not a loss. He's their most talented corner. But if I if I can just get a healthy Kinlaw for the next 16 games, like, that's a huge addition. The, the Seattle – all every team in the league would take a first-round level talent for a defensive line over a corner in a heartbeat for a stretch. Now it's all in theory. Cause I don't know how many games these guys can play, but the Niners, the key to this season, they're got more guys are going to get hurt. Can their premium guys like their core Kittle, Warner, Trent, Bosa, right. You know, Debo, Ayuk, whoever probably, you know, maybe both. If, if the, I, and at this point, they're running like, yeah. Can their high end, you know, seven, eight guys stay on the field. Trent, would if you they, say Trent? Yes, I said Trent. Like, Trent. that's what they're going to need. I call him Trench Williams. But by the way, to your point on the single digits, I was watching the Eagles game today going, God, who is number this corner? Who is this guy? He's sweet. Who? And it's like, it's like an outside linebacker. And it was Steven Nelson. I'm like, who is three? It's like, oh, the guy's like, you know, been on the, he's been in the league. Yeah. I thought it was some new sweet player, but he looks sweet in number three. Yeah. The, the numbers. 
the, the numbers make it look cooler when they have a big hit. You're like, damn, who got that sweet hit number six? And then it's like, that's Rodney McLeod. He's been in the league for 12 years. Like, well, it doesn't look the same when you're 38. I, I do respect like Jamal Adams just kept 33. He could have easily just gone to one or something. And it'd been like, damn, that's badass. Honey Badger, we'll see. I mean, I hope he just stays with 32. But just some of the, you know, I respect yeah. the star secondary guys that just stay true to their brand. Now, part of it wasn't it like you had to buy back, if you were a star player, buy back all the jerseys. Like for Steven Nelson, it might not have been fine. It didn't matter. Right. But for Jamal Adams, it that could be kind of expensive, right? If if Richard Sherman comes back, what would he wear? 25? Is, would Elijah Mitchell just, give him 25? Oh, yeah. Can't I don't wear five. Know. I I don't know if Richard Sherman's coming back. Uh, well, I don't either. But was it, was he? He wore eleven in college. Honestly, I, I thought he wore a single digit in college. But oh, wait, he maybe wore nine in college. I was gonna say five, but I'm pretty sure he wore single. Pretty sure Evan Moore wore five in college, John. <laughs> same uh, same class. Yeah, I don't know the same class, but they were on the they both were on that team that beat uh, Stanford. You, that beat you could have double. You could have double numbers though in college, right? But Richard was a receiver. But his last two years switched. So maybe he switched to five after when he was on defense. Could be wrong on that one. Um, it's somebody on uh, Nate says Adams were 33 in college at LSU. You know, so what would you say then that you are you're not you, you are you are not sure yet that they're not the last place team. But you're also, of course, I, and I'm with you. I would still bet on Arizona. And I still think you get three teams in the playoffs out of this division. I just know after one week, there are things that happen week one that don't actually indicate what's going to happen the rest of the year. But after one week, everybody looks good. And I do think Kyler being really good is, is real. But a season is 17 weeks long. And over the course of a long season, your coaching matters, your quarterback health matters, like all that stuff, you know, attrition plays out. He was remarkable on Sunday. I mean, I just, I, I'm not going to try to be a hater on that one. Like, well, you say there's nobody else like him in the NFL? Because I would say that about Kyler. Yeah, I, I would say if like Chandler Jones might have had the best, you know, when you five sacks as a pass rusher, but I, Ty, Kyler did five guys have better games than him just throughout the league, any position. I mean, he threw four touchdowns. He was running all over the place. He was making these plays that looked like Bryce Young would make it Alabama or something. Now, I get Tennessee's defense was terrible, but if Kyler's going to do that for 17 weeks, yeah, that's a playoff team. But I, I, we talked all year long about this division, rightfully so, re- being really good. Once you see it, you're like, yeah, it's actually really, really good. <laughs> right? The Rams are going to be better. Seattle, you know, they've been awesome, but it just feels like this team feels a little more complete than in years past. And then Arizona, it's like, well, remember, they lost Chandler Jones second half of the season. So if like if they get a 15-20 sack guy and Kyler can just not ebb and flow as much, it's going to be a motherfucker. I, mean, I think games. the question, yeah. I, so part of this, like, what are you watching for early? Seattle versus Indy had the potential to be both teams can be kind of weird. Seattle can be weird. Indy can definitely, Indy is going to be weird. Uh, Carson does not look comfortable watching them. But I think part of the question is like, is Seattle just going to be, is Shane Waldron going to just make them really consistent? Are they just going to be the same every week? Are they going to play down to opponents? Or are they just going to be the same every week? Because um, I do think one thing you would say generally about Kyle McVay offensive guys, and you could shoot a hole in this because you'd be like, well, LaFleur just got his ass kicked. Green Bay LaFleur. Uh, they, they tend to be pretty consistent. Like their teams, you know, if their team ceiling is average, then they just play average a lot. If their team ceiling is really high, then they play really, 
they play really well a lot. Um, so we got the Rams play the Colts. Obviously, the Niners play the Eagles. Vikings Cardinals. That's probably the easiest of the bunch. And Seattle games in Arizona. Uh, that game's in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, to me, the games that are, you know, watching Tennessee and Indy come off two losses. Like, do do we get just those are two playoff teams last year, right? Are those are they going to play like 11 win teams or are they both going to start 0 and 2 in yeah. Seattle and L.A. going to beat them both? Uh, Jason says on YouTube sucks about Mostert. Probably done with the Niners. Guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, that went from eight weeks to the full season real quick. Told you I was not. Now I wasn't expecting him to tweet out. He's getting surgery. But I just said, you know, I've seen this. Seen this before. I, I I will be any carry he got from this point on. I will be shocked. Now I expected him to you give know, him three games somehow. Yeah, or just like make a comeback, two carries, then he gets hurt again. But I'm also, and I would I imagine a lot of people listening to this could not have been shocked when they heard the news. Like it's over. Yeah. No. But I'm I'm with the comment. I don't think he's ever on the Niners again because you can't. You can't go you back can't, to that well again. You can't let these people tease you. I and I think I I, I was well, in the one thing with Jalen Hur, you're not relying on him. But I heard in the car today, Peter King was on with Russo, and Russo asked him about the Niners. And Peter brought up, he's like, you know, Kyle just loves this guy, Jalen Hurd, and he's still got him on the team. It's like, I, I I do think Kyle has this weird like soft spot for guys that he like envisions, but once he sees you, then he turns on you. But if he envisions like there's a level of hope there, he can hold on. Now, Mozart now is kind of, I don't want to say screwed. He got hurt, but let them down. I mean, they were, I guess they doubled down in the draft this year as a contingency plan. Which they probably him. always will, I'm guessing, yeah. moving forward. I mean, probably they always have already. Um, all right, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about DraftKings. Right now, sign up with the promo code HAM at DraftKings. Another big game going. Uh, I can check it here as we're talking. At last check, there were 79 of the 200 spots still remaining. You sign up with the code HAM at DraftKings. Uh, get in the Haberman and Milkoff DraftKings League. However you're consuming this podcast, there is a link in the description that takes you right to our league, and then you get in our game. Yep. Uh, download the app now. Code HAM. Free shot. Millions of dollars in total prizes. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Podcast also brought to you by wineaccess.com slash ham. Wineaccess.com slash ham. John, an unheard of deal going on right now at wineaccess.com slash ham. They sent us each, again, several new bottles. Uh, the Phoenix Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Napa Valley. I already, the bottle I popped already was the uh, Two Angels Petite Syrah. Which, uh, because they told, because you get a card that comes with each one. And this one was like, very, goes well with steak, like steak and potatoes on the grill, two angels, petite Syrah. That's the one. Um, and I think that one was, it's a $45 bottle. So it's a great bottle. 45 bucks. You, you 45 is too much. You can go cheaper. 45, nothing to you. You can go bigger. But guy, here's the thing with our deal right now, $50 off a purchase of $150 or more. We've given a lot of deals over the years, yeah. different products. I don't know if we've ever given a 33% deal. How do you beat that? 33%. Not for that a product. That is fantastic. I mean, good. So whether you're looking for a $20 bottle or a $200 bottle, Wine Access has something for you. Their selection is curated by globally recognized wine experts. One in 18 bottles make the cut. It's like the NFL. Like just because you make training camp doesn't make you mean you're making the 53. Make the 53. It's a big deal to make it on wineaccess.com. 
uh, it's a big deal, especially slash ham, because we're giving you sweet deals. $50 off a purchase of $150 or more. How do you beat that? I don't think you do. Uh, again, I would do it right now. I'd go to onexus.com slash ham right now. I would type in the two angels petite Syrah. I'd add that one to the cart. Here's the little, little uh, tip from the pros, John. Tip from the pros, drive the green. Here's how you drive the green. You get six bottles. You don't pay for shipping. So get six bottles, have it add up to 150. You get 50 bucks off. You're not going to pay for shipping. It's going to be as good of a deal as you can get. Uh, wineaccess.com slash ham. Another, I have not opened this one yet. One they sent was the Phoenix Cabernet. I mentioned that one. Yeah. Uh, 100, 100 point Napa Estate bottle of wine. So the best of Napa. Okay. The kind of wine you've got a special occasion. This is what you want. So there's a couple recommendations because there's so much good stuff that you go. What, which direction do I go? There's two recommendations right there. How do you beat that? $50 off a purchase of $150 right now. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Bum, 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 bum. Monday Night Football, John, was as good as it gets. It was awesome. It was awesome. And the Raiders won in OT, and Derek Carr made multiple great plays. What did you come out of Monday Night Football thinking about Derek Carr? Well, he's played really well, uh, especially even last year. And we've talked a lot about it in the Sando article. He would have got a first-round pick if they were going to trade him. But obviously, they weren't going to trade him. Who was going to be their quarterback? I do believe, I think it's fair, and Raider fans I are, you know, are torn on this one, is he's a polarizing player, right? Because I think a lot of times when his stats are good, people say the eye test doesn't always match up. And sometimes he makes good plays and then his stats don't match up as good plays. He's just someone that's often argued about. I think last night was pretty elite quarterback play, especially in big spots. Like he made some throws, you know, obviously anytime you throw a game winning deep bomb touchdown, it's pretty cool. But I would say those two throws before overtime was just like, how many quarterbacks in the NFL could do that? The balls over the the throws over the middle of Brian Edwards. Yeah, but also scrambling around, keeping plays alive. Uh, I mean, he's just what we witnessed last night. Like that's top ten quarterback. Well, I don't know if he'd be a top ten quarterback all year, but like I I, and I saw Gruden said after the game, like he may just he he helped win us the game. Right. Because part of it, he's running for his life. Leatherwood's holding on for dear life, trying to block Justin Houston, which, again, I'm not I'm not going to be negative on. It's a first time start right tackle against Justin Houston, who I thought was like 50. And then I Googled him. He's 32. It's like I feel like he's been in the league for 20 years, but it's tough. Uh, But I thought Derek was was really pretty brilliant when it mattered the most last night. He really he for 34, 56 for 435, two touchdowns, one pick. He felt better. Now the 435 has felt right, but even 3456, he felt better than that to me. I am still waiting very impatiently for the all 22 of that last of the game winning touchdown throw. I can't wait to watch that one, John, from the end zone view. And then also the end zone view is I can't wait to see. Um I remember who's been saying repeatedly, Brian Edwards has got something. It's your boy right here. Ever since last year, you agreed with me. Brian Edwards, I thought they had something in him. He had to stay healthy. But just the the bright lights, the Monday Night Football, the Ravens. And De- it's not the first time Derek has risen to the moment. It's they, not. Were getting their, they were kind of getting their ass kicked. They're down 14 nothing. He didn't wilt. No. You know, he, and really his one pick, 
maybe a little overthrow to Willie Sneed, who I don't think had played much before that play. You but mean like it, threw it too hard? It did go off his hands, hit a guy in a helmet. It was it wasn't like a ball that was picked off, just a bad throw. Uh, but like he thoroughly outplayed Lamar, and Lamar wasn't bad. But I mean, Derek was on a completely different level. I mean, it was just. I, but you do that, but it gets back to big picture. Like he keeps doing this one. The Raiders don't have a quarterback problem. Like the Raiders are in this position. Now, if they're not going to make the playoffs or they're not going to be, you know, have a 10 plus win season, like he's going to be pretty good. You know, like it's, it's on every, it's on the defense to maintain. It's on the coaching staff to do a good job. Like their quarterback, how, what would the Washington football team do for that? I mean, what would they do for that right now? Yeah. What would like Sean Payton, maybe we'll see how Jameis ages, but like just have that, right? I mean, if I told you that Sean Payton had that, you'd be like, Saints are a wild card team, right? How are they going to miss the playoffs? Yeah. I I mean, he was, Derek was one of the, I don't know what, seven best quarterbacks of week one. Brady, Mahomes, Kyler, Kyler, obviously. Um, Russell through four touchdowns. Russell for sure. Uh, Herbert? No, no, Herbert wasn't. No. Um, yeah, Baker. I mean, he's he's right up there. He was better than Baker, I think. Baker did throw. He a is better than Baker. He's well, better. He is, than, he's a better I agree. player. I agree. I, and I think Baker, like I've come around a little bit on Baker, but still, I Baker short hop and throws that he steps into. They, I just, have, a, they have a good problem on their hands, but it's like he keeps Cleveland. doing this. It's it. I, I'm talking the Raiders. Oh. It's it becomes a more and more expensive just situation, right? Like that type you would of think. I mean, this guy said he's never going to play for anybody else. Yeah, here's the thing I would say about it being a good problem is like if you end up paying him a lot of money, you do know he can go toe to toe in big games. Like he is. He we haven't seen it yet, but I do think he's good enough to win big games, road games in the playoffs. I haven't seen it yet, but his skill set. We've seen him play in big games and carry a team and offense. That's where I do think you'd feel okay about it. It's like, it's just, it's going to be really expensive, but what are your options really for trying to find another quarterback? No, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying it's a, it's a good problem to have. Like he's just playing himself into, you know, a lifetime Raider quarterback. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, I think he can earn the money you might get. You might have to end up paying him. Yeah. But th- that's, there is part of it. Like the version you're getting right now, while he's not on a rookie contract, it could be a $20 million difference. Now yeah. the salary cap goes up or whatever he is on a, he, for a non-rookie quarterback, he might be the best deal in the league, right? You know, for a non-rookie contract quarterback, like Roger Stafford, like all these guys are making like 35 to $40 million. Right. Derek's not even close. Jimmy Garoppolo makes more than Derek. Like Derek Carr's a much better player. And we, we had gone with Jimmy in 19 because Jimmy was a better player in 2019 than Derek. And maybe Derek, if he would have been with Kyle, would have looked like Jimmy and got better. But Derek's gotten better. I will give Derek a lot of credit on this one. He has kept improving. He has. I think he's gotten better in the pocket. He's more comfortable now. I think running and scrambling and throwing. He's clearly just on the same page. Like he improves. And and, and you know, and we know, and, and he, like people know he's a high care. He's a hard worker. Uh, I, but it's like he's he's tangibly improved. Like he feels better when you watch him. Troy says he hit twenty of his last twenty three throws. Throws. Yeah, he was. He. I think in the second half there was a stat where he was like twelve of twelve for a straight. He was just like fuck. Uh, 
Arthur says, do you think not playing in the preseason played a part in their slow start last night? I don't even know what to make of like, you know, you know, people were like, do you think that Rogers being with Teller in uh, Maui drinking Mai Tais is the reason they got their ass kicked? Well, everyone was just circle jerking each other two weeks ago. And now, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to. Yeah, it's hard. I could have a take that it did, but I, I don't. I Week don't ones so. are weird. I do wonder for Ravens them. Ravens are good. Ravens are good for them specifically. I mean, for everybody playing their first home game was a big deal, but for the Raiders specifically playing their first home game was really a big deal with wanting to play well, you know, I don't know, but the bottom line was they, they, they won. And, you know, the the other part of this now is there in Las Vegas. And I remember you and I have talked about this um, for a few years now. I I was there, I was in Vegas during the, uh, the Las Vegas Knights opening season. Yeah. When they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, I was there during the Stanley Cup Finals. Knights flags everywhere. I don't follow hockey. I couldn't tell you if the Knights are good again or what their attendance has been like. No, they were good last year. Okay. I think they were, they were in the playoffs. I would imagine their attendance was good. Yeah, it was. One key for... Cobble gonna, was there, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, they're going to have... the. There are going to be people there, right? Vegas is a destination. The question is, will you get all Raider fans or will you get like some you know people traveling in and will it not be a great home field? If they're winning games, they're going to get, especially if they're winning games, they're going to get a ton of locals early. Like if they start hot and Monday night helped that, it just makes it a hotter ticket for people who live in the area who maybe weren't a Raider fan before. Or they're kind of a Raider fan. You just, you make yourself cool. You make yourself in demand. You do help potentially build a real home field advantage there. It, it, it looked awesome. It looked awesome on Monday night. Yeah, it looked sweet. It looked really cool. I mean, the one knock, and, and I understand, like you don't even know, and it wouldn't have happened at the Coliseum. Not that uh, the Coliseum's long gone, and it should be. Derek did have to quiet the crowd several times when they were on offense in big spots in the second half. Uh, because when I tweeted that video in the preseason, people told me I was just doing like a like a. a no, it was jerk. happening. It was happening nonstop in the second half. He oh, because when I did it in the preseason, everyone was like, "Why? What's with your agenda?" And I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm just." No, there's no agenda. There's, Peterman's got to quiet people down in the red zone. Okay. It's pretty clear why it happens. If if you or me were just, you know, John Middlecoff, Guy Haberman, we lived in Henderson, Nevada, and we were, you know, had a young family, we had buddies, and we were insurance people or whatever, and we were diehard NFL people, and we're like, we got fucking season tickets. We've lived in Vegas our whole life. We've never gone to, maybe we've been to an NFL game or whatever, but it was always kind of neutral. We're not necessarily Raider fans, but now we're Raider fans because they represent Vegas and we're Vegas people. Like Vegas is there, people live there, right? It's not just the casinos. And you're just going, you're just going nuts. You don't, I don't even blame the people for screaming. Like you just, you're just kind of living in the moment. It's a sweet event. I, I can imagine there were a lot of people, non like Oakland or LA people that traveled there, just people from Vegas that went that wore black shirts, they were taking it all in. They were like, this is this is the NFL. This is badass. And the game, because the game was sweet. You yeah. got fucking Lamar Jackson running around like it's, you know, Nebraska 1996. I mean, you're like, this is sweet. You got Waller doing it. If you were in attendance as just a neutral NFL fan, but you adopt the Raiders as any human would if they lived in a city that just gets a pro team, I think you would, you, you wouldn't be like thinking, like, I got to be quiet right now because they're on offense. I'd be like, fuck yeah. You know, you, I think this is what, what I came for. I think that's what was happening. Yeah. Which is cool. Like I, I mean, there's no listen. They, they made the best financial decision 
ever for the franchise because everyone is running from that area in Oakland, right? Those th- that were, Joe couldn't have got out of there fast enough. Mark Davis wanted out, and the A's are soon to probably be in Vegas as well. So, and they're, they're, that it never would have looked like that there. Who, if that thing cost two billion in Vegas, what would that same exact place? If somehow the Raiders got to own that whole place and build that there, what's it five billion in California? You know, I well, mean, Stan, Stan. Well, I guess Stan's probably a bad example because Stan they had like, he built remember, other they, stuff, yeah, and also they had rain. Remember, like the the construction got delayed because there's like a bunch of rain. Yeah, it's true. But I yeah, mean, that was, place would probably six. be six. Yeah, it, it kept going up. <clears throat> but just the whole thing. Now, I you know I'm partial to a grass field. They got a grass field in there. That's the other cool thing for being a dome. I love a grass field, but well, just Mark, all- made, Mark made promises ingress, egress. He couldn't live up to just because that's where, you know, the, the tailgating doesn't really exist, but I don't blame you. Know, it's out of his control. Here's what he we was, know. He was big on the grass field. And they, I give him credit on doing the grass. Because field. they roll that UNLV rolls in a turf field. That's they roll that, not that Raiders field out. I would rather play on the grass. Yeah. But I, you know, you got to pay to me. The grass can't have a game on it. Like on a Saturday and a Sunday. Good point. Yeah. So um, they clearly one thing, didn't get the Jed's Levi's guy. Remember that disaster early on? Do I remember that disaster? Yeah, I get. I actually give Jed credit for not pivoting to turf artificial. Yeah, he could have pretty quickly. Um, but look, one thing you can't deny: Vegas knows how to put on a show. And you just what you want is you want unlike USC that had like all the lights and the smoke. Here we go, USC Stanford, and then everyone's gone by halftime. You're not coming back for the show again. The show's sweet. If you get the show, you get the lights, you get the flash, the Vegas Knights opening thing, and then the game delivers, and you're like, this. I, the one thing that makes me feel more like a fan than anything else, and you and I have been to a bunch of games where we just wear a pass, you go sit in the booth, you get some free food, you get a parking pass, and you can get detached from what a fan experience is where parking costs $25, and and you got to go buy beers, and there's a line for $50. My dad and my sister just went to – to Dodger Stadium. I think parking was $30, they said. I heard Giants was like 80. Yeah. Um, but you you can get detached. The thing and and so we uh, you and I have both over the years made a conscious effort to know we're not going to sit in the press box, we're going to go sit in the stands. We're just going to go as fans and just walk around the stadium. The one thing that makes me feel more like a fan than anything else is starting lineups. If I'm going to a game, I've got to be there. I've got to be there. Basketball starting lineups baseball starting lineups historically football starting lineups are not the same as basketball or baseball starting lineups but the one thing that makes me feel most like a fan is starting lineups i just love it i love it maybe it goes back to the bulls i don't know but i love starting lineups and that thing they they got michael buffer out no bruce buffer and they got steve ioki and uh the place was just they got the the, the flame which is the biggest flame you've ever seen in your life and it was it was sick. It was just a sweet show. Yeah, I, I, you said uh, at the beginning of the podcast, right? In two weeks, they're playing the Dolphins in in Vegas. Like at that's home. their next home yeah. game. Yeah, that game. I you know if you were gonna start, I, I would say they get a free pass last year I, for the fans. Not not from the way the team got evaluated, but from the fans like going. Everyone forgot about your team sucking. That game was so much fun yesterday. I bet that Miami game is pretty sweet, right? Just it, it, the buzz in town, people going to work, people texting their friends. Everyone that went to that game who lives in Vegas couldn't stop talking about it today, right? If you've lived in Vegas, especially a long time, as people that grew up, yeah. you know, you know, very close to Sacramento, 
yet, you know, just because obviously you just naturally, if you grew up in Davis, the teams were not the Warriors, it was the Kings, but it was also the Giants and the Niners. So everyone was a Giants and Niners or maybe the A's, but you just, you knew what the big boys looked like, but you also had this small town, like the Kings were treated like all them combined. It was a, that franchise was a really big deal. And in towns that have not had it, when you have a remarkable moment, it galvanizes the whole place. That's why it's such a high level in like San Francisco when the Niners are good because they have like the entire Northern California. I can't, you know, the Bears in Chicago or the Eagles with, you know, in Philly or the Giants in New York. It's 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 the small town Tuscaloosa times 50, right? Just because the size of the people. But that that Vegas, like that was a powerful moment for that's the way to start. You know, you need a little luck from the football gods and kind of got it. Yeah, yeah. They, got lucky. They, they easily could have shit the bed on that one. Everybody who wins a bunch of football games has some wins where they should have. But that, that was argue. that was yeah. as apeshit crazy as I've ever but seen with the Raiders. You could argue that they got unlucky on the interception on the end zone and that the Lamar fumble they got. No, I know. know. I, I, I'm just saying the whole way it played out. Oh, that yeah. was Man. that was insanity. But that's part of what jumpstarts the whole thing and has everybody talking about it. Is there Every- anything crazier in football than? A huge score that potentially is going to end the game. They review it. Turns out his knees down. Then you're like, oh, my God. If something goes wrong here, we could have just won. Then all of a sudden it does go wrong. Like fumble snap. Then all of a sudden you're at the floor. Did that cross your mind? Something could go wrong here? Because it didn't cross my mind. I'm like, nothing's going to go wrong here. They're on the half yard line. I did just because I just. Yeah, I didn't think an interception would happen. I just thought it could get a little weird. Once you get the false start on the half yard line. Then you had to be thinking something could go weird. (laughs) Yeah, then it got weird. I didn't expect a pick, but the pick when it hits the and and it's better than a regular pick too because the ball's just. But did they on the Manning? I guess the Manning broadcast just showed the ABC broadcast when Gruden hit the ground. All this papers went everywhere, and he just like fell to the ground. That was an incredible camera shot. I'm just his papers. He had like four papers over here. He had another paper here, and a pen was over here, and his body was like curved, just laying there. It was incredible. Oh, it was so good. Great TV. They're going to be entertained. Like, I do think they're good. I, this is where I think they might just be good enough on defense to be pretty entertaining. They got that, divi- that division's got, got a lot of talent. Like, it does. I don't think it's as good as the NFC West, but it's it's going to be hard. Like, it's just, but, like, I, you know, is Justin Herbert on the road there with fans going to be the same as Justin Herbert was? In You know, I, I still like him a lot. Don't get me I'd wrong. say one, one thing the Raiders have going for him a little bit is the Big Bad Wolf in the AFC by a mile, they, I, part of it is when you're in a division, you become numb to it a little bit. You're like, Oh yeah. You know, the Niners did with Seattle, like Seattle's really good, but you're just like, we're playing Seattle. It's part of the deal. They're just, they just play the chiefs. Like how many times has Derek played the chiefs? Now he's been in the league. What eight years, you know, 16 times. Yeah. Maybe he missed one game for injury, but like they play and he's had a lot of success. He's beat them, you know, at several iterations of their, I, I do think that's a benefit is like, they don't look at the chiefs, Obviously, it's a big deal to beat them, and they did last year. But I'm just saying, like, they just go into it like they're used to playing that team. Like, when Cleveland did, it kind of felt like this is like the kind of Stefanski's early Super Bowl. You know, it felt like that watching them. Like, when you're the Raiders, I don't, you know, like, I don't think that you quite, you just look at it differently when they're. Yeah, the Raiders have played the Chiefs as uh, a heavy underdog. They've played the Chiefs as like a team that people are expecting something out of. And let's see what they do against the Chiefs, right? They've played them in a, a number of different scenarios that I think has them pretty ready. I think Derek's just really ready to take the next step. The question is, is white Khalil Mack and that defense like white chocolate, white chocolate. 
That was a good jersey. I give him credit on that one. He looked yeah, good. I mean, he Jason looked good. Williams. He did. He looked great. I, uh, all right. I talked. I talked to someone, uh, pretty prominent human last night, and he his theory why Gruden benched or uh, inactivated or you know had Cleveland Farrell was a little bit like he did with Reggie McKenzie's players. It was to show Mark Davis, like this guy's drafting this guy, like to make Mike Mayock look bad. I was like, that's not a terrible theory just because it's kind of been out there. Those two guys have been at odds, but like I, but maybe John's he's not in as charge. Good. What does he have to prove to anyone? I, I, but you, but you know, John's weird with that stuff. He did it with Reggie and those guys. I thought it was possible. Cleveland I, I ended up on the injury. Cleveland has a back injury all of a sudden now. Oh, so maybe it's not. So it wasn't a true healthy scratch. Well, I don't. I mean, they could be making up. Who knows? You know, yeah. once you start doing conspiracy theories, if you're willing to do conspiracy theory on the healthy scratch, then you can do a conspiracy theory on why did he finally suddenly pop but up. But like Mike, you know, a couple weeks ago said like, you know, this is what I signed up for. If we don't win fast, I'll get fired. So he was already kind of talking like that. Yeah. Green's weird, you know, with that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, before we go any further, John, let's tell the people about upstart upstart.com slash ham that's upstart.com slash ham link is in the description go ahead and give it a click and to check out how to lower monthly payments that you have today at upstart.com slash ham we've all had debt we've all been there trust us we you know we started from scratch this podcast hmm. scratch pod- with no scratch john it's scratch with no scratch and you just start racking up your credit card bills trying to survive we've all been there and uh we can help you so whether it's paying off credit card debts consolidating high interest debt Funding personal expenses. Hell, maybe you want a new bathroom. That's where Upstart comes in. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score. It's expanding access for affordable credit with five-minute online rate check. You can see your rate up front for loans between, guy, think about this, $1,000 to $50,000. $50,000. You need some Ched? That's where Upstart comes in. They can give you some Ched, and you can check your rate. Uh, so many Americans experienced financial hardship in the last year. Upstart can help you regain your footing, get things back on track. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today at upstart.com slash ham. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash ham. That's upstart.com slash ham. Podcast also brought to you by RexMD. RexMD.com slash ham. That's RexMD.com slash ham rexmd.com slash ham right now i think i might have the wrong read uh rexmd.com sample packets vd medications are available to listeners of the ham pod do i have the right read yes you do because here's how it works yeah here's how you fill out a quick medical questionnaire on the website doctor reviews your situation provides you the ed that's erectile dysfunction not afraid to say it medication that you need if it's appropriate then medication shipped right to you for free with two-day shipping Guy, we're all men. We, we, we all have different issues, and we embrace them. RexMD has helped over 100,000 men get generic Viagra. That's the thing, generic Viagra. They sent me some. They sent Haberman some. I haven't asked him. He hasn't asked me. We're, you know, it's just we're men. We, you know, maybe we used them, maybe we didn't. I don't know. If you're looking for generic Viagra, RexMD has made the process fast, easy, and affordable. So you don't have to wait another minute. RexMD is now offering starter packs to generic Viagra for new customers. Visit rexmd.com slash ham right now to get started. That's Rex R E X M D dot com slash ham. Rexmd.com slash ham. Oh, you know, you mentioned the uh Ryder Cup earlier. Would you say Ste- Steph uh well, NB- NBC announced you know how like uh the match 
was it the Jordan Tiger Phil Brady match? Was Michael Jordan? Oh, it was Peyton, not Michael Jordan. And like Justin Thomas was like the commentator for the match. Yeah. You know, like on, I don't know if he's doing exactly that, but I would imagine NBC announced that Steph Curry is going to be like an analyst. So if I ha- if I was them, I'd put him on the grounds, right? <laughs> like he would be following a group or whatever. That's what I would guess. Not that he's like in the booth, like next to Azinger. Yeah. So, so Steph is, uh, Steph's part of the broadcast, which I think is pretty fucking genius. This is where as a, as a, I mean, a lover of the sport, I do think there is a lot of room for growth because I was listening to Trent Dilfer a day with Rosillo. Yeah. And he was using uh, the golf analogy on Wentz where he's like, you know, one thing Carson needs to figure out is like when you're in the trees, you can't always try to hit it out through the trees onto the green. Sometimes you just got to take your medicine, chip out and just take your bogey. He's like, when I started in the league, every good, every pro bowl quarterback, they all play golf. And we always had that in common. He's like, I, I actually think that helps with their football, which might be a little bit of a stretch. Cause I don't think you think like when uh, Chandler Jones is chasing you, like think of the time I was behind the tree at Olympic club and I chipped out and I still made a long bar. Like, I don't think you're thinking like that, but his point was like, this guy needs a hobby just to like, you can't always be thinking big player bust, but I just think a lot of famous people play golf and golf broadcasts, depending on the season should really utilize these human beings. Like if during the football off season, like, Hey, you got the players championship. Like, Hey, Patrick Mahomes, give him a mic. Like let him go for an hour on the broad. Like these guys will do it. Part of what makes it cool is that Patrick Mahomes as great of an athlete as he is, is in awe of these golfers, right? Steph Curry is great of an athlete as he is like the rest of us goes, I can't believe he just hit that shot. But it's yeah. one thing for you and I to go, I can't believe you just hit that shot. For Steph Curry, who hits shots that no one else can hit when it comes to basketball and is a fantastic golfer. He's good. To have the perspective on, because what, what you know, especially golf, um, a small percentage of the time you spend playing is executing shots. So much of it is just about competing, right? You're in this long competition. Steph understands competition, Right. Steph understands pressure. Steph understands expectations. Steph under, understands pre-shot routine. Steph understands all of that stuff. Being an underdog, being a favorite, which, by the way, I don't know if you saw it through the my bookie odds up Europe plus 185 USA minus 200. I, I'm pretty sure they've won like the last four Ryder Cups. And then and then Brooksy came out and was like, yeah, we're all terrible teammates. I can't. Well, I can tell. <laughs> when you're saying, you know, it's just it's an individual sport. I, I go out there, I'm supposed to root the guys on. It's like he hit the shitty shot. It wasn't my yeah, fault. Well, like, I'm not supposed. I'm, why am I supposed to feel bad? I did my job. It's like, well, it's like you know, I, the more I thought about that, because you when you text me the thing this morning, and I had seen it before, my take was like, you know, I'm 100 with Brooks. The more I thought about it, it's like I saw a lot of people ripping him. Like Brooks, you can't just root for a guy. Like it's not that hard. Like just hey man, hey good luck Bryson, hit it fucking close. We're on the same team. It's also, really not that complicated. No, you said to me when I texted it to you, and you're right. It's these guys spend their whole lives playing an individual sport, and now for four days they're supposed to play a team sport. When like they well, they, they are the team, right? Like Brooks Kepka is the Steelers or whatever. How about like part of the job? Be a leader. <laughs> but know, it's not I his mean, job. But it's not his thing. Well, it's know? not anybody's job. It's I mean, you, no one needs it. I just know this. When I watch the Ryder Cup, Europe seems to be a better team than the USA. Now, does that win you golf events? I don't know. You're right. You're each hitting individual shots. But part of it, it might help if you're not standing over somebody else's shot going, I can't believe this asshole put me over here in the sand. Or I can't believe I'm hitting this asshole's Callaway when I play Bridgestones. Why I, The no laying up, their pod, the golf pod, did like a Ryder Cup preview. 
and they, they had two takes on Brooks and one was like, he just hurt his wrist and he's notoriously like on tour loves his money. I mean, most humans love his money, but like love money, but like, that's his thing. Like he loves like winning big cash. Well, the FedEx, he tapped out of the FedEx. So their take was like, for a guy that loves money, he clearly was injured. Right. Because like the difference in that, if you could just get to like 18th is the difference of like $500,000. Right. So he's hurt. Well, they're like, no chance he's going to give up a spot on this team. But he could easily like one day in like, oh, yeah, it's still hurting. I'm just out and just chalk it up like this is sports. Like I just where the good teammate would be like, you know, I can't go. Right. I'll come support. But you got to fill my spot with someone who can pull, like I'm I'm injured right now. But their take and I think it's right. Like no chance he's given up because he's kind of selfish. He's given up a spot, but it's very conceivable. They roll him out the first day against like Rory. He's like, oh, I'm fucking injured. I'm out. And it's like, well, we knew this. You should have come forward. And the other thing would be, he's oh, he's has come out because they asked him like, can you get along with Bryce? And he said all the right things. Like, I can at least for this week. If can you imagine like it would be pretty easy for him to root on Bryson? Like they're going to be on the same team, but there's no chance he's going to do that. Absolutely zero. Where it's like you know, now he qualified. So did Bryson. Like they were automatic qualifiers for the team. They didn't have to pick them. I just, you know, now Bryson's probably a dick too. I mean, I'm not, these other guys don't like him. So it's a complicated situation, but some of these guys, but this gets back to the individual sport. They just, we talk about, you know, team athletes when they make things difficult. You and I have been in a position where we made things a little difficult. Like it's, it's human nature sometimes when you feel slighted. And then sometimes you look back, you go, I could have handled that a little different or whatever. I, 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 it does get back to the individual thing though. I, I think it's hard to snap out of that mind of just yeah. like, it's all about me. Cause that is true nature of the sport that they play. Sure. And part of it is very much about individual preparation. That was one of the things he says, I'm used to doing my own thing and you're doing your own thing. And now we've got like a team meeting before the event, you know? So do you I think about it. that sometimes? Like sometimes when I get mad like a curveball in my life, like, oh, I got to do this. And it's like, you got to just, you got to be better at just handling curveballs. Yeah. It, but then I think well, like, you, oh, the key is you have to remember like, oh, no, no, wait, this is actually the part, the thing I'm supposed to get better at. Yeah. This it's is the thing. Good. This is like a chance for me to improve myself. Right. I, I don't think he, Brooks is thinking about that. I don't no. think he cares. You uh, can argue he's not. I, I wouldn't want him on the team. I've kind of come to that conclusion. <laughs> Killer Demo says UCLA versus the dogs this weekend. What you prediction guys plus 11 and a half. Yeah. So I think Fresno state's good. You. I mean, you Jake Hainer, top 10 yeah. pick. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Jake Hainer is good. Jake Hainer better. I think than nine of the quarterbacks, I think he'd start for nine of the quarterbacks in the back 12 right now. He, he should be Washington starter right now. Like do you think chance Jake Hainer is like a four or five NFL career is like a backup bounce around a little bit. Jake Hainer's mom, uh, news anchor in the Bay Area, by the way, on, on local TV. Oh, Julie, I think. Oh, that, I think I followed her on Instagram for a long. Oh, it all makes sense now. Okay, I big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I like UCLA. Okay, just like coming I, off a of buy. I do think Fresno State's legitimately good, though. I know you do too. I wonder what's your take on this. So they play Oregon really close. The next week, Oregon goes and beats Ohio State. Fresno State blows out Cal Poly. Is Fresno State going to be a little bit of a public team or UCLA look great against LSU? So like, like what would this line be if Fresno State had been lost by 20? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be bigger. I just wonder, is the fact that they look good in a in like a big yeah. time game and that how would it not? And I, mean, I, I and, and I guess part of that is like I don't think Fresno State played the same Oregon team that Ohio State played. I think if you just asked who are the best teams right now in the country to a random college football fan, they'd be like Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, right? So if you if you were one of the if you were obviously Oregon's only played two games. If you were one of the teams that went toe to toe with Oregon, you're like, oh, they got to be good. Like if I went toe to toe with Bama or Georgia, right? You'd be like, fuck, they're pretty good. Yeah. And he, that's, but I do think sometimes that holds weight, right? You've seen over the years a team. Now there's a balance to it. You'd know better than me. Do you truly believe that Oregon just overlooked them, or they held things back? No, I, I don't think they overlooked. Well, I mean, they might have overlooked them a little bit. Oregon has not been a great. Um, I think one of the challenges for Oregon is going to be, do they play down to any competition or do they continue what they did against Ohio state against everybody? That's, that's a question with them. Um, I do think they absolutely held things back, but if Fresno goes 10 and two, maybe just go, Hey, you know, they're one of the better non power five teams. And that was uh, just, they, they came to play. I, and they're hard out. I think they absolutely held things back. Oregon. I also think Jake Hayner and Jalen Cropper and like, they got good receivers. Um, I do think they're, I think Fresno State's a really good football team. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, I think they're well coached. They got 99 paralysis. Like they got some, you mentioned it, some physical, just some guys on defense that look like football players. Uh, but UCLA's coming off a bye. Like, you know, I. You could easily fill in for Todd McShay. You got some knowledge here from the Ducks. <laughs> I, I called a Fresno State game last year. Uh, so I watched them all year. So they had a lot of guys returning that on teams. Yeah, Ronnie good. Rivers is their all-time leading rusher yeah. now. Past I, so clearly they've record. been good for a while, right? Tedford put together a good team, and they got all these guys back, and they have, you know, I don't know how high he's going to get drafted, or you know, like a guy that's a legitimate college quarterback who probably has an NFL future. I don't know how long a future is, but he's going to get a look. So yeah. they they're good. Yeah. You know, like Boise State plays someone good, like uh, who they Boise play plays this? Oklahoma State. At home. Yeah, they're favored minus yeah, four. I know Oklahoma State's going to be like, what did we just walk into? I, How did we get here? And what does this feel? I, I just do not understand for the life of me. And I understand the mindset a couple years ago to me when the 12 team playoff in what world UCLA playing Fresno State, Oklahoma State playing Boise. I'm not doing that anymore. Like they're like what? I, again, previously, completely get it. And even right now at the 14 playoff, you got to fill your schedule with someone. UCLA has really not much to gain this week, right? Like if they <laughs> win 20 to 13, no one will really care in a couple weeks. They won the game. But if they were to lose the, like some shootout, let's say they lost in overtime, like 38 to 34, who knows, whatever the score is, but it's a high score and back and forth. Fresno's just like, damn, they're good. You know, it's clear by the like, yeah. first half, yeah. tied a half it would feel like a terrible loss, even though it might not be that bad of a loss, right? Fresno state might be better than half the pac 12 this year. Right. Uh, if they did like home and home things, like I think they yeah. could beat Oregon state. They could beat Washington state. They could, they beat, could Arizona. beat Arizona. They could probably go toe to toe with Arizona state. I mean, Cal's, the game you know, Cal lost to Nevada. They Nevada could be Cal. Fresno state are on par. Yeah. You know, they could be, but I, I'm also a believer that if you play a full conference, like part of what makes no, a I power know. five conference hard is playing those games every week. I'm talking the ebb and flow. Like you get a home game, they get a home game, you know, that type deal. You don't play them all on the road. And part of it, like for those teams, when they go on the road, right. It's, it's easy to approach it. Like, this. like you don't get to just approach league games. Like every game is a Super Bowl. You can't do that. But like right. when you're one of these for Boise state, this game against Oklahoma State, now it's at home because somehow that's insane. 
Oklahoma State did a home and home with Boise State. That's pretty crazy. I know. That's insane. That's an incredible game if you're just living Boise, which I think is like one of the fastest. It has ever, been for several years now. Yeah. Fastest growing cities in America. Yeah, like top 10 city, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm pretty sure places. like the last two years, they have the highest real estate jump. Oh, really? It's, it's like true. I, like it, it I remember several like 500, years 500,000 is now worth 1 million. Like it's truly 1 million went to two. Like everything legitimately doubled. It's a good place to. I mean, it's a fun place. I've hung out in fantastic town. <laughs> uh, Marquise Carr on YouTube, John, who I think is one of the Carr brothers, says it's, it's to ours. Marquise Carr. Um, it's funny, y'all. Maybe one of the lost Carr brothers. It's funny, y'all. Probably show more love for the Niners, but you have to admit, if the Raiders go two and zero versus them, the Raiders will be way more impressive. I guess first, I think that was a response to their schedule. The Raiders two and zero would be more impressive. Absolutely, most people's two and zero would be more impressive than the Niners two and zero. And who's already written that? But the Raiders 2-0 would be more impressive than most other people's 2-0. If the Raiders go to Pittsburgh and win this week, I mean, unless the Ravens beat the Chiefs, you know, it'll be one of the best wins of the week. I don't think I'm, – I'm thinking possible wins. Like, how could there be – they go and beat Pittsburgh on the road? That's That'd be probably a top five win this week. As Tennessee goes to Seattle – Uh. Like the, the Rams going to India. Jags just winning. Yeah. The Jets beating the Pats. That'd be huge. Of just non like real. I, let's Lions let's beating the Packers. My, take out the Lions Packers game. Yeah, let's just preface it by like teams that could win eight plus games. Like that'd be a very very impressive win. Like t- if if Tennessee bounces back this week and goes to Seattle and win, that'd be an incredible win, right? After yeah. just getting your ass kicked. Right. If the Raiders go to Pittsburgh after this crazy, like to me. One and one and that stretch is all you wanted. If I would have told you before the season, like just go one and one. Like the Niners, it was two and zero, oh or we got uh, DefCon four already, right? The Niners have no like they got to win. Yes, the Raiders do not now with that win last night have to win this game. And if they do, then you just be like uh, power rankings. Are they a top ten power ranking team? They would be immediately. Yeah, they would. You know. Yeah. Um, now, Troy says they've never – Big Ben's never beat the Raiders. W- was he not the quarterback when Antonio Brown had 17 or 18 receptions? Yeah, he was. He did beat the Raiders. I watched it. So did you. He had the greatest statistical game for any wide receiver that didn't score a touchdown. It was like 17, 320, and they won. He Ben was 100 – no. I think Mason came in. Did Ben get knocked out did and Mason hurt that pass? But I'm pretty sure Ben played the majority of that game. Like, do you give him the win? Like, is like a major league baseball starter? Depends when it happens. Depends when it happens. Let me see if I. Uh, but the Steelers what? offense, 597 yards of off. Oh, did you say Landry Landry Jones? Okay, it was before Mason. Mason was still in college. Uh, but when did Landry come into that game? Did Ben? Did Landry play the whole thing? Doesn't feel like it, if I remember correctly. Uh, this would have been Del Rio's first year. Did you tweet the picture of Del Rio in the Washington outfit that kind of looked like SC? Was that yep. just legitimately the his coaching outfit? Like that one? I just I was like looking for a good Del Rio photo, and that one came up without a football team logo on it. I'm like, oh my god, it's perfect. You think 100 he will try to get that job, right? Yes, I he did try to get time. it before. Yeah, yeah. I I would. What would you say if I said, hey, Schefter just broke. Del Rio will become. So I, yeah, I, um, I don't think he'd win. I don't, I'd be surprised if he won a national championship there, but I do think he would give them the first thing that they really need. USC is he would give them the first thing they really need, which is an identity. 
All right. Anything? Anything else today? Is anything else? No, that's all I got. All All right. We'll be back Thursday. Great time hanging. Don't forget review, share, share with your friends. Football season's here. Everybody's back in the mix. There's so much content out there to consume. We want you consuming our content. We appreciate that you do. And one of the things that helps, just like when you, you know, um, you use one of our advertisers, is when you share it with somebody. You tell somebody. Just like word of mouth works so much on uh, binging TV shows. People are always like, oh, give me a show to binge. How about let's share a podcast. Let's share this podcast. That helps us out. We appreciate when you do that. And, you know, find somebody to send it to. Check out these guys. Trust me. Get past the first five minutes. They're actually cool. You know, just just say that. Just something like Good that. Good call. Good call. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Adios. Hello. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.